Lobster Man. Lobster Man, written and illustrated by Dolov Ipkar. Larry lives in a fishing village on the coast of Maine. White gulls soar above his house and perch on the rooftop. From his window, he can see the harbor full of fishing boats. There are long wharves with derricks for unloading the fish. Big boats and little boats are tied up to moorings. There are trim white lobster boats and big sardine carriers and draggers with fishnets dropping from their masts and big round rusty floats dangling at their sides. There are sailboats and motorboats and dinghies and dories. Larry's father is a lobster fisherman and owns one of the big lobster boats. He fishes for lobsters all year round, even in the winter if weather permits. But winter storms are hard on boats and traps, so at least once a year, a lobster man has to overhaul his gear. Every spring, Larry's father has his big boat hauled out of the water, and then he and Larry work on her. They scrape off the old paint and sand her smooth and caulk her seams. Then they give her a brand new coat of paint. They paint her deck yellow and her hull white with a black stripe and red below the waterline. They paint their lobster trap buoys too in the spring. Larry's father paints his buoys red and yellow and black. Every lobster man uses different colors so that he can tell his buoys from the others. All over town, the sides of the sheds are covered with newly painted buoys hanging up to dry. And everywhere, lobster traps are piled up high on the wharves and in the yards. Larry and his father overhaul their traps, too. They fix the broken ones and make new ones. They knit heads for the traps out of nylon cord. Heads are made of netting with a small hoop in the center for lobsters to crawl through. They knit little bags, too, to hold bait. Larry has been helping his father ever since he was old enough to drive a nail straight. And this year, he makes a trap for himself. He saws the lathes and bends the bows and fits the flat cement slabs in the bottom for the ballast. He does it all alone without any help from his father. He even carves a buoy out of cedar and paints it in his own colors, yellow with black and white stripes. Soon, everything is ready. One morning in early May, they make their first trip out to set their traps. It is still dark when they eat breakfast and put on their yellow waterproof pants and jackets and their black hip boots. Larry helps his father carry the gear down to the dock. There, they load the big boat with as many traps as she can carry. Then, Larry's father starts the engine and they chug out of the harbor. They chug past the big black buoys that mark the channel and past the tall spindle that marks hidden rocks under the water. White gulls fly after them, and black cormorants dive in the water and swim beside them with only their heads and necks showing. They see a big sardine carrier alongside a weir taking herring on board, pumping them up through a big hose in the hold. 
The hose hangs over the top of the weir into the water, where the fish have been caught inside a big circle of posts lined with nets. Larry's father stops his boat and buys a couple of bushels of herring to use for bait in his lobster trap. They pass beaches where clam diggers are digging for clams. They pass rocky islands where seals bask in the sun with their babies. Some of them dive in the water and swim after the boat with only their heads showing above the water. Larry throws a herring to one of them and she catches it. Then Larry takes the wheel while his father pushes the traps overboard. The lobsters hide deep in the cool green water among the seaweeds and rocks. They hide there with their long feelers waving and their big claws ready to catch any fishes that swim by. When they smell the bait in the lobster traps, they will crawl inside to eat it. But once they are in, they cannot get out again. Larry and his father come to a little cove where long streamers of brown kelp grow so thick that they can look down and see them waving in a great dark tangle like a jungle under the water. There must be lobsters down there for sure, Larry says. This is where I want to set my trap. They push his trap over and down it goes, down, 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 until it disappears among the kelp, and only the yellow buoy with the black and white stripes floats on top to mark where the trap is. They set each trap in a different place. They make many trips back to shore for more traps. All day long, they drop the traps over the side of the boat, one by one. Some they drop out far to sea and some along the rocky shores. Then as darkness falls over the water, they head back home. Next morning, Larry and his father go out in the boat again, this time to haul their traps. Larry reaches over with a gaff and hooks each buoy out of the water. His father fastens the line to the winch that pulls up the traps. The traps come up over the side, all dripping wet and covered with seaweed. There are starfish and sea urchins and little sails, snails clinging to them. Larry's father opens the door on the side of each trap and takes out the lobsters. He plugs their claws with a small wooden wedge so that they cannot bite each other and throws them in a basket. Then Larry refills the bait bags and they heave the traps overboard again. When they pull up Larry's trap out of the tangled kelp, they find three big lobsters in it. They weigh Larry's lobsters, and one is a whopping four-pounder, the biggest they have caught so far. We'll keep track of all the lobsters you catch, his father says. Then, when we sell them, I'll put aside the money for you, and by the end of the summer, you ought to have enough to buy something you want. Maybe you can save up for a skiff or an outboard motor. But let's not sell these three lobsters, Larry says. I want to have the one for supper tonight, and you and Mama can eat the other two because they're the first lobsters I ever caught in a trap of my own. Then Larry puts his lobsters in a pail by themselves so they will know which ones are his. When they come back to the harbor, Larry's father puts all the lobsters he has caught in a lobster car. 
a huge crate that floats under the water. He dumps in some mussels for them to eat. When he has had enough lobsters in the car, he will sell them to a dealer. But Larry carries his three lobsters home, and his mother cooks them in a big pot until they turn a nice bright red all over. Larry eats every bit of that big lobster all by himself because he is so hungry. There is nothing that tastes as good as hot boiled lobster after a long day at sea. And when Larry climbs into bed that night, he lies awake a while. He thinks about all the many kinds of fishing, and he says to himself, I could fish with nets for herring or mackerel. I could work on a big dragger catching redfish or flounder or haddock. I could be a tuna fisherman or even a clam digger. But of all of the kinds of fishing there are, I think lobstering is the most fun. And besides, I like lobsters, so I'm going to be a lobster man when I grow up. The end. Thank you.